0: Welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. I'm John Engel. And I'm Mitch Bryan, and today we're looking at Minute 75.
1: It begins with Dallas saying, all right, and ends with Ripley saying, Dallas. That's pretty exciting. Once again, we're joined by Marlon West. How you doing, Marlon? Hey,
2: I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you all doing?
0: Doing good. Doing Thanks.
1: great. It's the end of the week. Um, you as yeah. uh, a co-head of effects animation at Disney Animation Studios, we usually ask our guests what they're up to. Uh, you want to fill us in?
2: Yeah, right now I'm working on uh, Moana, which is uh, coming out uh, around Thanksgiving of this this year in November. And um just finishing that up. Got a goodly amount of work to do before I before it comes out.
1: How long have you been working on it?
2: On it? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been on it for about two years. Usually uh, the effects come kind of late in production. Usually our films are kind of done in about a in, in about a year of, of steady production, um, I, I came on early doing effects because uh, you know it's a film set and with its present day you know, Tahiti and there's a lot of uh, sequences out on the out on the water and uh, there's a ton of effects in it and uh, it was it was important to kind of come on early and kind of figure out how we're going to do the scope of effects that we have to do and uh, get them done in a timely fashion. You know, usually in both both in hand-drawn and CG animation uh, water is a pretty big challenge you can usually count on your fingers how many water shots there are in a movie and uh, we've got like you know hundreds of them in this one so uh, we, we we needed to do a lot of them how is it determined um in
1: animation what is an effect and what isn't since animation is in a way all kind of one big effect
2: you know h- historically um, You know, you're going back to the 2D days. um, In effects, it was thought of as everything that moves on screen that wasn't the character itself. So all the shadows underneath the characters, the rim lighting, the water, the rain, smoke, magic, props, um, all those things back in the day were considered effects. Very often, you know, now in CG films, yeah, you shine a light at a character and he or she gets a shadow. And so that has gone off our plates and very often character anima of disney character animators anyway um will do prop work themselves so it leaves us with what i tend to think of and most people tend to think of as actually effects uh, water smoke rain, explosions magic and uh so that's that's mainly the stuff that we actually do all right thanks i've always wondered that that's pretty cool yeah we always try to you know and at disney you know our effects are very very and um in support of character animation storytelling and um and and production design those are the kind of three pillars that we're actually always trying to represent stuff not necessarily look realistic but believable and you know sometimes get jokes sometimes be scary uh sometimes be sad so you know there's a there's a storytelling aspect of it that's probably, you know, u- unique to our studio.
1: Yeah, because the environment in a way often mirrors the emotions of of the characters, right?
2: Yeah, indeed. We try.
1: Like putting a guy with a flamethrower in a in a tube in darkness and Exactly like that.
2: Wishing him good luck. Wish, wishing him good luck. <laughs> and uh, you know, th- that being the only source of light. So yeah, we're getting into the area where uh Dallas who's been like, you know, really understated performance by Tom Skerritt. And even what I wrote in my notes as his oh shit moment here at the the end of this minute, still pretty understated performance, you know, but it's the first time he actually starts to really worry. You know, he knows he's actually signed up for something very dangerous. Mother has been less than helpful, but this is the minute where he uh, puts his hand in that goo after, being told that alien is, is not near him and that it or very well must be there, but he doesn't see it. And uh, he starts to get his worry on, and rightly so.
1: Yeah, that, that ultimately does become one of the, the new ideas in this, in this minute. Every minute in this sequence has a new idea that gets presented to the audience. Um, and probably before we get there, we do get one more shot of
0: Ash Watching, oh,
1: yeah. impassively,
2: impassively.
0: Well, we get Ripley, too. So we basically take that earlier two shot and just split it up into a cut. We got close-ups of both of them doing pretty much exactly what they were doing earlier. So now we're just really putting our finger on the dichotomy between the two of them. She's she is she's getting really nervous. Like you can see, at this point, is the most unnerved that Ripley has been in the movie, which combined with what you're talking about Marlon, with dallas is uh actually becoming fully nervous i'm really nervous now like at this point my my two most trusted characters are scared i think it's time for me to be scared completely and i think this is the point where you're where you're finding out that it's really really going to be over for dallas i think that the that we know this, this is where it's
2: at and to, you know going back to you know where we i talked about on my, my my first minute it, it was the, the crowd reaction to the uh alien bursting out of uh of kane's chest people just didn't think they were signing up for that level of kind of graphic violence I, you know I, I think a lot of people weren't signed weren't signing up for having what would, would normally be their hero getting killed off and you can really see over the course of this minute that that's exactly what's going to happen even though dallas has been an understated character he's still the captain of the ship and he's is doing something that is like really really brave here and you're left with characters that are typically not the heroes of movies the, the science guy the two two ladies uh or the brother you know you're like what what and um yeah you're about to lose what is Typically, would be the sustaining character in a movie like this.
1: So, which one is it? Parker that says to Lambert, "What's wrong with that box?" Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Parker says it. <laughs> it's funny. I wrote that. And that's another cool thing about this movie um, and, and, and the, in, in the in the in the language that people use. In, in, in an earlier episode, John, you were talking about the um, about how truly work working class some of the dialogue is between like uh, Parker and Brett um, that like working people's stuff and like, what's the hell the matter with that box is something my grandfather would say, you know, um, about a television, you know, about a radio. And to, to hear a guy in the future look, turn to a tracking device and go, what the hell's the matter with that box? I, I it, it, it 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 just rooted him in such this real experience to me of a of, of a working of a working man in this world. Um, it, it, to me, just you know, and it, it, it speaks to the whole dichotomy dichotomy of the futuristic aspects of this ship and the kind of old school aspects of the ship, and that the they're actually on this like mining trip into deep space that they have to be like in you know put to sleep and you know to to actually to, to sustain it but at the end of the day they're like regular working people for a big giant company that you realize is an asshole of a company and and yeah that line what the hell's the matter with that box is so like so symptomatic of how clever the writing is.
1: It's the last thing that Dallas wants to hear as he's listening yeah. in on this conversation. <laughs> no. Yeah. <kidding. laughs>
2: that's the other thing. What do you mean What the hell the matter with that
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's not very tactful, <laughs> that's for sure in that moment. I wonder, man, I I forgot to t- I, I didn't check the script for this that line. Did you Mitch? No, I didn't. I have to look it up so ah, it's is there. Is, it sounds it, it seems very it seems very impro- improvised. It does to me. me. <laughs> I was just going to say this sounds like yafik Koda was saying something his exactly. grandfather would have you know yeah. like he's he's embodying that character and he said these things you know earlier yeah uh, which were in the script though i guess uh spit on it these like Fire. old mechanic like kind of turns of phrase it feels improv it does to me too it almost feels like maybe that wasn't supposed to happen at all in this scene and and kato got mixed up and it was just another thing added again to ramp up the tension
2: L- listening to uh Ridley Scott's director director commentary uh, about the movie, and there's a scene that comes up later in somebody else's minute where, you know, after Dallas, you know, it's probably like, you know, 98, 99 or 80, 80, 81, where Ripley is having to assert herself with now her plan. And there's a real tense exchange between the two of them. And Ridley Scott purposely asked the Alpha to like talk over, Sigourney Weaver while she's actually trying to give her lines. Mm-hmm. So, so the frustration that she'd have to assert herself over him would actually be real. And yeah, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was asked to or just here and there just you know, inserted lines to actually amp up tension between him and other actors and other characters in the film.
1: There do seem to be so many of those little moments. Um, we talked last week about in the minutes preceding this where uh after dallas has given everybody the plan and tells everybody what to do ash just pokes ripley with his finger i mean it's and before he walks out of the room it's it's so weird there are all these little little interpersonal moments that make the movie so vivid and alive you know that that like that either you can't explain it, but you can tell that it's indicating something going on between two characters or somebody says yeah. something like what's wrong with the box. And you go, that's exactly, that sounds completely real. It's exactly what, you know, what I would say.
2: Yeah. But yeah, this is, um, this is a great moment. And I'm glad, you know, it was, it was included in, 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 in my five because it, it, it is really like one of the most, um, this whole sequence that we've been talking about this, this week is just to me just so inventive and so um kind of stress inducing and and this is like the culmination of it here you know like 55 like 51 minutes seconds into this minute where um you get to see like tom scarrett's like just totally frustrated expression where he's just resigned and then he you know he, he knows he's lost before he starts to scramble but there's a that's just his take of just like oh man it, what, what, have, what have i got myself into even even though i've been trying to be really brave this whole time and even though i knew this was like really you know really low chances to survive this thing i'm looking at not surviving this thing you know uh it's it's it's, it's a wonderful bit of bit of acting and just completely earned in all of the you know, shots and sequences kind of leading up to this.
1: I do remember an audible response from the audience when he touches the slime, when he finds the, the alien spit on the on the floor. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up this slime. You know, when I saw it, uh, Marlon, you, you might not know this, I saw aliens before I saw Alien. So some, oh, of, these, no. some of this, yeah, I'm, a, I'm you know, a little younger and aliens came first for me. But uh, a lot of these things, a lot of the iconography of, you know, the Alien franchise was fully even more fleshed out in Aliens. And this idea of yes. leaving slime trails and um, so on was all throughout that movie. So when I saw this for the first time, it made perfect sense. I, I knew the Alien was near, and I knew that it would, you know, secrete some stuff uh, here and there. So it made perfect sense. But looking at it, trying to look at it without that preconceived uh, knowledge or uh, I'm curious what this is supposed to be like uh, Mitch you said you there was an audible gasp I mean is it just we're talking about this this adding on of information as this sequence progresses is this the time where everything before where we've talked about orientation uh, direction as the things that are added on you know now we're going up and down where things that are practical and normal to our lives that are there to confuse us, but they're things that we know at least what up and down, what turning a corner is, what a thing closing is. That slime is now something we don't know. That's something that's completely alien. And that's what they're adding. Is that what you'd say this is for?
1: Well, I don't know that I would agree with that because right before Brett gets killed and we see the, you know, the tongue with the teeth start to come out, there's a big old glob of spit coming off the side of that. So I think that it, it's been set up. And so when the, when he, touches that everybody in the audience just you know says oh my god it's over i mean it's it's in there it's close it's you know i don't know how warm that spit is but it's close
2: whether you know it's drool or it's he's like you know now he's bigger now because he's thrown off a second you know it's fourth skin in you know in the last couple of hours you you just know that something is up here but you know another thing getting back to you know there's a lot of this iconography that, that gets it's sprinkled all through aliens that I think was developed for during this movie. Some of which I I do believe there was a shot to the sequence where Ripley finds the cocooned Dallas that it it, it is not in the movie, but there's so much stuff that was created for this film that you just see hints of like this slime. You don't know exactly what it is that is in aliens but it actually was created for and is actually peppered through this movie even though you may see only small parts of it
0: yeah i think i think i kind of word, i might have worded my question wrong there because i still think that but i wasn't really saying it hadn't been established that there's alien stuff. So, i mean he finds skin he finds yeah but um i think it i think it says that the alien has been here already
1: yeah i he's, know that he's on its track right and that uh, and it's inevitable he's going to run into it I think that's that
2: what sense. it's saying and, uh, you know, to, to, to my mind, yes, it's letting you know that the alien has been exactly where Dallas is because it's drooled or it's thrown off an exoskeleton or, or something that the alien is ha, ha, has been there. It's like, you know, and, you, you, and you're going to realize in somebody else's delightful minute just how close the alien is.
1: And it triggers him to fire that flamethrower up and down on either side of him, like, He's totally getting desperate because she says it, it's got to be there. And so yeah. so why he decides to go up or down is beyond me, but you know it seems like he'd cleared out that it's not to the right or the left, but but he's <laughs> he, he wants to get out of there. I, I think that I, I think it's really interesting that he finally does utter at the end of this minute, he says, "I can't believe this is happening." He says it really quietly. That's Dallas collapsing.
2: Yeah, it, it really is, and it's really, really quiet. And I, I, I've never understood that line he says there. It's so subtle to me. But it, it, I, I'm glad you pointed that out because it's um, it, it really is. Because this is a guy who's like lost, like all hope. And, and like I said, you know, the, uh, if, uh, an audience member in 1979, you know, the captain of your the, the equivalent. This movie's equivalent of like Captain Kirk is getting ready to get got you know and yeah i can't believe it's not i can't believe this is happening either
1: well it's a it's a it's a very intense place to to leave this minute Uh, (laughs) i don't know if if you you have any other thoughts that uh before we say goodbye
2: no i think i think we uh ended at a good spot uh yeah thanks for including me gentlemen this has been really really wonderful and uh I have to admit, when I when I saw how long these, these these alien minutes were after signing up, I was like, oh man, am I going to have to be able to talk that long? But you you guys have uh, made it an, an utter delight to. Uh, spend spend time talking about this with this, this this amazing movie
0: oh, yeah well thank you very much for coming on and uh that's going to do it for minute number 75 tune in next week for minute 76 in the meantime you can check out our previous episodes at alienminute.com or subscribe at itunes stitcher or the google play app yeah we'll see you next week